And I should also add to this too, that if you're a disgruntled high earning W2 person, then (laughs) I've met a lot of those people too, who had very good W2 jobs making 200,000 plus a year, and they quit so they could go do this and flip and wholesale because they knew they could replace their income so easily and be in control of their time, their business, how much they wanted to scale, everything else. Let's talk about this. How do you start a flipping and a wholesaling business and you know, how does that scale long-term into owning rental properties and everything else? Well, let me tell you, okay? A great wholesaling and flipping business is just really good at finding deals, right? That is the first part of all of this, okay? So how do you find good deals? Well, stage one is just getting good at sales and marketing. That's it. Sales and marketing are how you find good deals. Marketing is getting in front of those sellers. Then sales is learning how to negotiate good deals and structure deals, right? So that's the big key. Once you get good at finding deals, yeah, you can flip them, you can wholesale them, or you can choose to keep them as rentals down the road. Once you start making all this money, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna start keeping one out of three deals, one out of five deals, whatever it is for you. Or I'm gonna cherry pick and just keep all the deals in this particular area because I love you know, the zip code or this, you know, community, whatever, right? You could create your own rental property strategy, but with what I'm teaching you on flipping and wholesaling, it's not just flipping and wholesaling. It's really about finding great deals. You know, to give you an example of this, for those of you who've been following me for a while, you know, I've posted YouTube videos about the mountain I bought, right? And I'll link to that YouTube down below, but essentially I bought it back in 2020, uh, at the end of 2020 for 620K. It was two acres in a prime location of Vegas, I mean, I got an amazing deal, right? And I knew I got a great deal. I thought at the time, I mean, I got it for 620. I was like, dude, this is easily worth one and a half, two million bucks, okay? Well, as we know, since 2020, the market went nuts, right? With all the stimulus money and everything else. And, you know, three years later, I've got it now listed on the market for 5.5 million. So will it sell for 5.5 million? I don't know, right? But you know, that's the, on a per acre basis and all of the land going around there. I mean, it's, it's definitely worth that. So at the end of the day, um, even if it doesn't sell for that and it sells, and I don't want to like shoot myself in the foot by saying I'd sell it for less because then somebody might see this and just be like, Oh, but you said you'll sell it for this. So I'm not going to say that, but hypothetically speaking, all right, even if it's sold for 4 million, all right, that's still, you know, over $3 million of profit. And it wasn't because like all of a sudden I was just this great land expert. I am not a land expert. I am a deals expert. I know how to find great deals and negotiate. And so I took all my skills from knowing how to find these houses and talk to sellers and negotiate. And when I was like ready to go buy a piece of land to build my dream home, I just started using the same methods to find land. And then I negotiated and now I have this piece of land. And you might be saying, well, Ryan, why... Why are you selling the land? I thought it's your dream home. Well, this is what happens in real estate, guys. I ended up finding another deal. You know, like a year later, I found a house that, uh, and this is on YouTube too, so I'll link to it down below, but I found a house that I paid $1.8 million for in a community I really love. Beautiful house, 6,000 square feet, six car garage, half acre, Vegas, you know, new build, right? This guy um, ran out of money on the new build And so, um, you know, he sold it and somebody, a wholesaler 
got it under contract for 1.6 million and he sold it to me for 1.8 million. So he made $200,000 on the assignment fee and I was happy to pay it because I still knew at 1.8 million, dude, this thing was a deal, right? So anyways, I ended up buying it. Um, we put about 1.2 million into it, okay? So I was all in at three mil and then it appraised at 3.9 million. So I basically built almost a million dollars of equity doing this one deal. I like literally this one, one deal technically could make me a millionaire. All right. And I was able to use what, you know, you guys have probably heard of it, the Burr strategy, right? Where you buy, renovate, rent. Well, in this case, I didn't rent. I lived in it. Um, you know, refinance and repeat. I was able to literally refinance at $3 million and have zero money into the deal. So I basically got my dream home, custom to what I wanted, brand new build, neighborhood, everything for no money out of pocket, okay? Now my mortgage payment's significant, so, so I said the cash flow don't cover it. I gotta, I gotta go make some active income to pay my mortgage. But nonetheless, once again, it's just getting good at finding deals. It's having great sales and marketing systems that allowed me to do that because I wasn't even looking for that deal. I was good with my land. I was gonna build. But this deal came to me as just a normal house flip and all the methods we have. It just came in and was like, well, if we buy it for 1.8, I wouldn't have put 1.2 million into it, right? <laughs> if I was flipping it, it would have been way less. Maybe I would have put 700 into it and you know we're in it for 2.5 and maybe I sell it for you know 3.5 or 3.3, whatever, right? It would have been still a great profit as a flip. But because I want to live there, we my wife really went above and beyond, okay? But nonetheless, I wanna share that with you because I want you to understand if you get really good at this, it impacts everything else you wanna do. Your personal residence, your rental portfolio, everything. So this is number, this is step one that we always teach our students, sales and marketing. All right, so with sales and marketing, first thing you gotta figure out is, you know, where am I, like where? Where, who, you know, Motivation, basically, where are the sellers? Who are they? What's their motivation? How do I know who is the right seller to talk to? Who is the right seller to try and get in front of, right? So you first have to identify, you know, that seller, okay? Once you identify the seller, you then need to figure out how we're going to talk to them. Okay, if, if I know that, like, let's just say this house down the street, you know, is motivated, it could be a potentially great deal, I now have to say, how am I gonna go talk to them, right? And there's lots of ways to go talk to a seller. You could literally just go door knock them, right? That's the old school approach. You could send a mail, right? Direct mailer was always a huge one back in the day. You could cold call, okay? You could text them, right? There's a lot of ways to you know, reach these sellers, okay, once you identify them. But then there are other ways where you have sellers come to you. This is what we would call inbound marketing, all right? So in inbound marketing, you could do things like PPC. PPC stands for pay-per-click. So anytime somebody um, wants to sell their house, like for us in Las Vegas, we run PPC, right? So um, they could say, you know, buy my house cash, cash offer for my home, whatever, right? My company home run offer should pop up um, on certain keywords and then 
you know, they can go submit their house for an offer. So now that tells me, hey, you know, the seller, they want to sell their home. They're motivated. Now, I don't know if they're going to sell for a discount or not, but they do want to sell their home, which is a very good sign of motivation, right? So you could do PPC. Another thing we do is um, TV. <laughs> I run TV commercials all the time. So, you know, I don't know who's going to call me. I'll run a TV commercial on Maury or CNN or Jerry Springer, you know, where everybody's rock watching just trash TV, because guess what? People who are watching trash TV probably are motivated to sell their home. I'm just keeping it real with you guys. That's the truth of the matter. We also run ads on like, you know, people will tell me, they're like, dude, I saw your ad. Um, and whenever they tell me that, they're like, hey, I saw your TV ad. I'll be like, hey, what were you watching, dude? I got to know, you know, were you watching Maury or what? I'm like, no, dude, I saw it, um, you know, on the game last night. And so I'll be like, all right, you know, maybe you did, but you know, we'll sometimes be on like Monday night football and stuff like that. But anyways, anybody who comes in directly to you asking for an offer, yeah, you don't really know much about them yet, but you do know that they want to sell. All right. So, you know, on the marketing side of things, you got to be able to identify who you want to reach and then how you want to reach them.